are now tuning in to the Mind Body Podcast, where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lidor Dayan. Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's your host, Lidor Dayan. And in this episode, I have a special, special guest for you. So, he is a health and fitness bestseller author, a creator of muscleforlife.com. He is personally one of my favorite persons that I learned a lot by. His book, Bigger, Leaner, Stronger, was sold for over 200,000 copies. He is Mike Matthews. So, without further ado, let's begin the interview. Mike Matthews, uh, welcome to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm really honored to have you. <laughs> I'm very, very inspired by your work and I love your work, your work ethic, uh, the site, everything you put out there. I learned a lot. So it's really, really, um, I'm really honored to have you in my podcast. So thank you very much for your time. Yeah, thank you. I'm flattered. I appreciate it. Uh, so tell us about uh, your fitness journey and how it all to you. Um, well, I mean, I'll I'll just kind of I'll go I'll touch on on the on the highlights if people yeah. want to you know read about the whole thing so I don't waste ten minutes just babbling about you know where how I got into shape basically. But um, I grew up playing sports. I played a lot of ice hockey um, and roller hockey and stuff. And when I was seventeen or eighteen, uh, I wasn't playing hockey anymore, but I wanted to keep doing something. Um, so I got into weightlifting and didn't really know what I was doing and, and knew that I didn't know what I was doing. I just was something I was kind of doing with my friends and we would just buy workout magazines and, you know, do whatever the bodybuilders, quote unquote, were doing and so forth. And that was that was the first, you know, I don't even know, six or seven years was just kind of jumping around, working with trainers, not really educating myself, but realizing that I didn't. I mean, I kind of knew that I didn't know, you know what I mean? But yes. what I was doing at the time is just having fun with my friends and, you know, built some muscle along the way. And I would say probably had a better physique than the average person. Um, but there was, I guess, a, a lot to be desired still. So um, I eventually I decided to really educate myself. Um, kind of, you know, actually my first introduction to it was uh, I was talking with a with a uh, he was a professional. He would compete as a bodybuilder and as also as a powerlifter. Had been doing it his entire life. Really, he kind of started um, as a teenager and had great genetics for it, and so had done fairly well um, in in that world. And he was like the first guy to turn me on to even just flexible dieting, where it, it kind of blew my mind. I could you know just follow these numbers and I could eat more or less whatever I want, and I could lose fat or or, or gain muscle. Uh, at least that was on the on the nutritional side. That's really all calories, macros, and of course, if you want to be healthy, there's a bit we have to actually care about the foods you're eating. But that was one of the first things. So he introduced me to that. He introduced me to uh, heavy barbell training and kind of said, you need to make this what focus on. Just do a lot of this. Kind of like a, focus more on strength training than isolation, quote unquote, bodybuilding stuff. Um, and uh, so that kind of, you know, I, I saw immediate results just doing following his advice. Then I and then I decided that I actually wanted to educate myself because I saw that it was, I could do a lot more with my physique. Um, 
by making some pretty simple, you know, to what I was doing in the gym and in the kitchen and so forth. Um, so then over the next few years, I, I did a lot of study and that's something, I mean, I guess I've always been a good student. Um, I, I like to learn things and I'm good at it. So, you know, I would just kind of dive in and, uh, just, just teach myself, uh, really the, I guess the fundamentals of, of diet, nutrition and training and, and then put together some, some programming put together. I mean, meal planning is very cool. I mean, once you understand the basics, it, it, you almost can't fuck it up. You just have to, there are, there are a few variables you have to work for you. Um, but it's more or less, it's pretty, pretty straightforward for everybody really, unless you have a really weird relationship with food or you have very unusual circumstances. But if you're just like the average person, uh, diet is, is you could read, I don't know, 10 pages and, and really know everything you need to know, really. Mm -hmm. um, at least for, you know, if you want to just have a, build a good physique and be healthy, I would say if you want to take it further and you want to be a competitive bodybuilder or you want to be a competitive athlete, yeah, sure, there's more that you need to know. But then the training side of things, obviously a bit more complicated. I wouldn't say it's complicated. It's not like it doesn't, it's not overwhelmingly complicated, but there are more moving parts, a bit more you have to understand uh, to, to, to do well or at least to, to, um, optimize your progress in the gym but so I kind of went through just a process of self-education and uh, applying things myself seeing you know results and kind of just moving through it that way people I knew saw the changes in my body and kind of asked oh, what have you been doing um, and I would just share it with them and kind of became like an in really de facto trainer for friends and family that I wasn't getting paid for it I just would they would come and work out with me and I would kind of work them walk them through uh, some the basics of dieting them around in the gym and get them familiar with you know here are the key exercises you want to focus on and here's why and here's how you kind of lay out your training in terms of volume and intensity and frequency and so forth and there are many ways to do this you have to kind of find out what do you enjoy blah 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 all the and um and and then I got good results with those people and um, at the time uh, Amazon's KDP platform was getting a lot of uh, publicity because there's a dude named John Locke who was the first self author to sell a million books on Kindle and his his uh, novelty was uh, 99 cents all of his books were 99 cents because he made a bunch of money in the insurance space so he sold uh, from correctly reading he sold an insurance business he, he did it once and then sold it and he did it again and sold his second business for like 30 million dollars or something and so he's done with money he doesn't need any more money and he just felt like writing so he's like fuck it I mean guy like there's guy like that you don't just retire I mean when mm -hmm. there's just people they, they they like to work that's what they like yeah. to do so so he decided to even uh, statistics shows write. that uh, when people are like uh, quitting their job and retire like uh, they have uh, lower uh, living. They they die uh, much quicker than people. Yeah, than yeah. so always have uh, something to do. So I, I want to take you a little bit um, for for just the beginning when you just started and th there was a switch in your life, right? So did you ever hit a rock bottom that made you that that big shift with your body with everything? Uh, because in life we we have like. Uh, moments that uh, we we ask ourselves questions and uh, we can focus on bad things or good things so what did you ask yourself that uh, shaping your life for all new direction yeah i mean that that's i guess that that's of course common uh in my case um honestly that there was no rock bottom uh type of moment for me i i mean that's something that um even in my personality 
I try to avoid that, and I know that's like that's just one of the the, the unfortunate elements of uh, aspects of human nature. Is we love to. Somebody said I forget who it was, but it has stuck in my brain that we like to think that we're rational beings, but we're really rationalizing beings. So um, we all tell ourselves stories about yes. ourselves, about the world around us about our interactions with the world around us and so forth and what has happened to us and uh, delude ourselves in different ways. Like what we think is real uh, is not in, in, in many cases. And I'd say the more we delude ourselves, the worse off we're gonna be with distorting ourselves. So like, I believe that if we look at our lives and we look at conditions objectively, if we were to compartmentalize our lives and say, okay, if we look at our just our immediate self and you know, let's not even look at our relationships, but how are we, how are we really, you know, how is our, how are we really taking care of our bodies? How is our work? How in, if we put down our of like, do we enjoy doing what we're doing? Would we rather be doing something else? How much money are we earning? Um, what's our current position? What what's our what are our prospects for the future? And, uh, and, you know, again, if you just kind of look at like your immediate space, even our things that we have, what condition are they in? Are they generally well taken care of? Or is everything around us fucking falling apart? And, and then we, and then we expand like our relationships with other people. Do we actually have a good relationship with a significant other? Um, do we have good relationships with friends? Are we able to really function in a group and so forth? Um, you know, conditions are either getting better or getting worse objectively and if we could if we could quantify it if we could staticize it which some people there are uh, systems out there that like there was a book I read called triggers which kind of tries to get you to analyze your life in this way and really assign uh, numeric values to things which um, I think is an interesting exercise to go through uh, I don't know I mean I think it really depends on the individual if they're going to benefit from it in the long run uh, but what I do what I did like about at least the concept is I think it's very real that on the whole our lives are getting better or are getting worse objectively and mm-hmm. um, you know I try to it's impossible to be completely objective about where things are going but I, I at least try to try to I'm, I'm willing to admit that I have bad ideas I'm willing to admit that I make mistakes make mistakes I'm willing to admit that there are a lot of things I don't know um, and that there are ideas that I have right Right now, right now that are productive and that are actually making my life harder and I try to find that's one of the reasons why I like to myself and expose myself to other people's ideas and how other people live their lives is I'm trying to also reflect on myself and look at what can I improve what can I do better what areas of my life are I'm more interested honestly in the stuff that's not doing so well as opposed to what's doing well because what's doing well is easy to keep going because I have those those habits ingrained so I, I try to avoid my point with babbling is I try to avoid rock bottom like you know I try to avoid because if somebody hits rock bottom they could have prevented that shit a long time ago and the reason why they didn't is because they simply lied to themselves for a long time about is you know what I mean yes and and I and it's also unfortunate that in a lot of cases many people they didn't have good enough friends to like really point it out to them like you do realize what you're doing right now is going to end like this is the only way this fucking ends you do realize that yeah. right you know just so you know you know you'll have people and that's also we tend to misery loves company right and we tend to um i mean i've just we've all and i've done it of course where like 
really not doing well in a certain area, whatever that rock bottom is, we tend to surround ourselves with people that also are not doing well in that way. And yeah, maybe so we can again, feel better? Yeah, again, maybe justify and rationalize a way that this is normal, this is just how people live, that it's to avoid having to face reality. So, and again, I don't hold myself as like, I'm, I'm just so much above this, not at all. I know I'm human like everybody else, so I try to actively avoid that. I try to actively avoid getting myself into a position where I'm like, how the fuck did I end up here? This is ridiculous, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and I think that uh, on the positive side of things, if you can be diligent and be vigilant, you can, I mean, it's a, it's a compounding effect. Things every single day are either getting a little bit better or a little bit worse. And I try my best to keep being a little bit better because you don't notice it day to day that you have that compounding effect over time where, mm -hmm. you know, if my life is 0.0001% better tomorrow than it was today, I'm not going to notice that. But in, 10 years from now, if I can keep that up, I'm going to be able to look back and be, I'm in a pretty good place. Like, I'm glad I, I'm glad I did all that. So... I you know, so I, I, and I've been, I guess that's maybe, a, a, maybe that's just how I am, or maybe that's chalked up to my, uh, how I was raised and what I was exposed to. I mean, as a, as a kid and, uh, the, what I've learned from my parents maybe and, and how I was educated and so forth. But, um, you know, knock on wood, I've been fortunate enough to feel like it has never, I've never, I've never honestly had that feeling, um, which is something that if I wanted to, spin a marketing story I wouldn't tell you this you know I would mm -hmm. I would make up some story that is maybe a bit more relatable about how I was you know at, at, at you know I finally hit the point of complete desperation and so forth but I'm just being honest yeah it's like just like Tony Rock when you divorce the story you have about what you can't have what you start having what you want and uh, most people like, want everything fast and same with uh, with the body like in one month two months I want to get super ripped I want to look like uh, the guy so it takes time and people don't understand it and until they get it in their head that it's gonna take a while just like it's gonna take a while for you to, to make a million dollar or ten million dollars so yep. uh, when you are um, always trying just to seek uh, happiness from uh, outside sources and you really appreciate and you turn your expectations into appreciations your life changed in a bit so this what made me a shift because I always like ah, I, I need to, to make this I, I need to do this 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 and until I don't have this I cannot be happy so right yeah I mean to that point I, I would say one I like to think I guess probability uh, probability pro probabilistically there we go mm -hmm. um, in that uh, if we're looking at success you can find stories that make a of people that make a million dollars very quickly of course uh, but if you were to if you were to plot like how does it really go 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 you know um, go go talk to a thousand millionaires and and see how long let's say did it take them to get there and plotted that on a graph of you're gonna have you know the the majority of uh, the the group is gonna be right there in the middle and that's gonna be uh, you know yeah years and years and it's gonna be tons of work and then you'll have some outliers that, that got there much faster and didn't have to work as hard see but I don't I, I just the probability of, of if, you, if you're sitting there and you can go okay I'm gonna try 
I can I can go down this one road here and it's a lot of work and it takes a lot of time and it means that I'm gonna have to make some changes in my life and some sacrifices and you no know, you know there's not room to watch X number of hours of TV a week and do this and all that and do this and that and be there and just and accept that or you know and then and then I have a, I have a, at least a, a higher like a, a higher chance of success uh, there's no there's no guaranteed. But um, you, you, if you quantify it in your mind, if you were to say, I think it's likely that I would succeed if I did that, um, then we're saying that, you know, it's better than a 50% chance because 50% isn't, isn't, you know, I would say that probably it's a, that's a coin flip. So I'd say may, if you think something is likely to happen, you're saying it's at least 50, but, you know, maybe 60 or even 70% chance of, of happening. Um, and or you can try to go this other way, which is I'm just going to kind of count on luck and I'm going to try to take all these shortcuts and do things that may work out. It's not a zero percent chance that it's going to work out, but uh, it's a very low chance. So if we look at it in terms of like if that were a gamble, if that were a wager, mm -hmm. you wouldn't take that wager. You take the other one. Yeah, like uh, Les Brown always said, like the harder the battle, the sweeter the victory. And right. I, I really believe like that, like the more you put in the hours, the work, you really appreciate more and uh, you really enjoy your journey because every one of us has a different journey. So uh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, Muscle for Life. I'm a very big fan of uh, Muscle for Life. I love your work, uh, especially your books, uh, Bigger, Leaner, Stronger, Behind Bigger, Leaner, Stronger. I have all the books in my house. and. I want to know first of all what's the vision of uh, Muscle for Life. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, so there, we have a lot coming from Muscle for Life. Uh, I'd say the big vision is so it's been around for a few years by 2013, and it grew quickly, and it gets about 1.2, 1.3 million visits a month right now. Um, and so our goal is we're going to do a whole overhaul on it this year, which. Um, we really should have done earlier, but we got sucked into some stuff on on Legion, which is going to be good. But I probably would have done it after. Now looking back, regardless, we're almost and we're going to be flipping over all. We have a dev team of people. We have five or six people, um, and then to turn their uh, attention to Muscle for Life, and and we're going to really it's going to be a complete overhaul. Um, and so new look, new feel, um, a store some new products and services, um, and that's in the immediate. We're gonna be ramping up content to, in the new long form articles a week, health and fitness related, and then I'm gonna start producing, I'm gonna start, I, I used to write some articles just kind of on business life, I don't know, success, I guess you could say, stuff like this, like conversations like this. I used to write articles like that a year or so ago, but then the time I started, I just started putting into more just health and fitness related stuff, but I'm gonna be, be coming back to that because uh, one, it's something I'm personally interested in. I like, um, I mean, that's the kind of, those are the types of books that I read all the time. Biographies, history books, business books, marketing books, um, self-development type books uh, is, is really the vast majority of my reading. So I have a personal interest in it. Um, and I also, I've read so much in this space that I feel like I have something to, to add that would be valuable. And it's not just repeating the same shitty ideas that, well, not even shitty ideas, just not repeating the same stuff that everybody hears. Um, and, and I think I can, I can, I, 
like there are of course if we're talking about success like sure there's a there's a there are some first principles there are things that you just can't get around uh that everybody knows but it, just because everybody knows that you're supposed to like there aren't very many people that are going to argue that you know hard work is an important element of success but there are a lot of people that don't work very hard that you know what i mean and there mm-hmm. are i mean that's a whole rabbit hole to go down um and then there's there's even you know hard work though you you have plenty there that are hard that aren't successful so how do you address that uh, as opposed to you can just get up and say rah rah and you know got to work hard work fucking harder stop being so lazy blah 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 and some people respond to that and some people go oh yeah 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 and you know they like that like they they'll come back to that every so often it energizes them and that's fine but that's not for me personally uh, I would like to dive a bit deeper. Um, in, as opposed to that's the kind of stuff that I would say like it's just um, almost like motivational junk food um, and uh, so I want to produce some more content in that space I'm gonna be that's gonna be my next book actually and uh, so I'm gonna it's, I'm gonna do a deal with the traditional book publisher on this one I'm not gonna self-publish it and I'm gonna I'm gonna do times bestseller which is pretty straightforward um, you just have to if you have a big enough following and you can sell enough books, you can you can make your book an MIT bestseller uh, very easily, really. I mean, it's just kind of setting it up right and just doing a pre-launch and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I want to start testing ideas in, in that space. And that's what Muscle for Life is going to be. It's I want it to encompass a bit more than just health and fitness going forward. It's also going to kind of business, maybe not so much business, but um, I would say you know, broadly categorized as being successful and under that would also include happiness and satisfaction and financial success is an element is that um but but there's a lot more i think to being successful than just making money uh, regardless of how much money it is so um we're also going to be expanding to offer digital courses um which is, I could just keep on writing more books but i don't have any like multimedia type courses so i think it'd be smart to uh, create a library of digital courses. Um, I actually already have the first one, probably about 60% done. It's like a deep dive into diet and nutrition. And then I have about 10 more that are lined up that I'm going to be working on. It's not just going to be me and in, in, it's quite a few of them are, I'm going to be partnering with people that are, uh, really have, you know, domain expertise in, in terms of whatever it is. So I want a course on natural bodybuilding competition, like prepping for a natural bodybuilding competition. Nice. I could, I could make it myself, but I don't compete. So, you know, I, I I would rather find someone like Eric Helms from 3DMJ and work with him on it because that's what he, he lives it. You know what I mean? And he he, he has worked with whole. So, you know, Eric is very interested in doing that, for example. So I want to reach out to people. Um, I'm going to do a course on mobility. Yeah. So Kelly. Actually, I don't. I mean, Kelly's too busy. I, I probably wouldn't do it with him, um, just because I don't think it would work. Like the dude, I don't think he'd really be able to make the time for it. There are other people out there that uh, I would, uh, you know, very. Uh, I would. I would. I, I have is like that. I would go to. So that's going to be Muscle for Life. Um, we have a coaching service that has been kind of like under the radar because, um, like, we have about a hundred people out of actually. Like the bottleneck has been getting coaches because we're very picky with the people that we bring on as coaches mm-hmm. um, because it's a very hands-on high touch personalized service they're like daily check-ins and everything is laid out for them diet nutrition supplementation um, and it's great I mean people love it but because of how hands-on it is it's not as easily as some shitty copy and paste here everybody just eats oatmeal and chicken breast every day and you know what I mean follows the same workout plan it's very much customized to the individual um, so we're gonna be ramping that up uh, by the end of the year I think it's a straight shot to probably 300 people active on that, 
three to yeah, I'd say two to three hundred people active on that, possibly more. And then we're going to turn that into uh, actually certifying coaches because I get asked all the time for people that they live in, let's say, L.A. and they're like, hey, do you have a trainer I can work with? And unfortunately, right now I don't. I don't have a network of trainers that I can refer them to mm-hmm. that, though, um, just because it's I mean, it's yeah, there, it's there is fun. always a room for yourself, right? So uh, I, I wanted to ask you, like, uh, what would you recommend to guys out there that push in and really uh, try to brand and market themselves in the fitness industry? Just starting off in online uh, business. Uh, so what uh, recommendation would you give them? So first, I would say you have to get into great shape yourself. That's step one. If you don't have the type of physique that, I mean, if you're a guy, then you need to look, uh, you need to have the type of physique that most guys would like to have. And then that, then with women, it, that takes care of it because they would look at you and be like, oh, he's in really good shape. Um, and so that's the first thing. If you look okay, you're going to have a very hard time uh, because it's the same, like, it, just think of it in terms of a sport. If you wanted to learn tennis and somebody, you go to someone's Instagram and they're like kind of shitty at tennis, they're like, not yeah. you're not going to be like, ooh, I want to get coached by this person who's like not all that great. No, you want to see someone that in the grand scheme of things, they may actually not be all that good. Like, you know, we're talking about, but, but from where you're you're looking because like you take you take my physique and you know I'm six one and a half six two hundred ninety five pounds uh, maybe about eight or nine percent body fat yeah that's great but in the grand scheme of things if we're looking at it in the sport you know bodybuilding or or you know physique I'm fucking nothing you know what I mean so I would say that's the first thing is get into great shape yourself and then I would say the second thing is get results so if I were starting over and I mean it really kind of depends on what avenue you want to take if you want to be an online trainer and do that then um, it's gonna it's becoming more and more important to be able to educate people uh, and not just show not even just say hey I'm great I'm in great shape but to understand how things work so you're gonna you're gonna want to be able to become a good communicator whether that's via podcast whether that's via writing writing is very much my thing I think I, I handle myself well uh, you know on podcasts and I can articulate myself well enough to you know I'm, I'm comfortable doing it or whatever um, but I enjoy writing more than I enjoy podcasting for example it's just really what I like to do and that's yes. why I initially that's why I initially that's why I have written so much and I continue to do it because I really enjoy it and um, yeah it's point, finding what you love to do because when you find what you love so you will want to do more out of it right Exactly. So putting out content, I think, is a huge, is just hugely important. But putting out good content, not like, uh, you know, just top of the mind, like, oh, I just need to write an article. Let me just like, oh, fuck, I don't know, 20 minutes. I'll just throw some shit together and publish it. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you have to look at what space you're, you're competing. If you're going to write articles, then you're competing with um, not just people like me, but you're competing with a lot of other big websites and that have established writers and um, you know, so you have to you have to be able to objectively assess like, and if we're talking writing, can I compete with these people really? Can I produce you know regularly produce long form content that is just as good, if not better, than what I find in the top three to five results Google? And a big part of that's going to be enjoying writing. One of the first things I tell people to ask, you know, they say they want to write articles as well and write books. What would be my what would be my you know advice? And first and foremost, it would be if you have to enjoy writing. If you don't enjoy writing, don't do it. Because if you're forcing yourself to like, oh, I got to write this, and you're just kind of angry, annoyed, or bored when you're writing, it's going to come through in your writing. So like, 
the English slangs is, is has a, has a lot of there are a lot of connotations and it's a very subtle language uh, where I think your emotional state when you're producing yes. the content very much comes through. So like you're if you're writing something and you're very interested in it and you don't I mean ideally you'd be enthusiastic about it but that's not always the case but at least if you're like zoned in and you're interested and you're really trying to figure out how to how to you know explain as well as possible and really you know get the person to where they can do something or really know something that comes through but if you're just like phoning it in and you're just like oh, whatever you know banging it out, i gotta get the, i gotta gotta write my article so i gotta do this um that type of content is just never gonna do well it applies to anything so if it's doing a podcast i've been on podcasts uh where i felt like it was very much you know in, with interacting with the person mm -hmm. um, i mean sometimes they're like doing emails while the podcast is going and yeah. <laughs> I, i'm just wondering like what are you bothering dude if you don't like to really interview people and have real discussions why even yeah. bother just take put that time into something else maybe they would have more fun just getting on camera and just talking that way you know what i mean so yes yes so it's I'm like saying. really finding uh, something especially like uh, when i do videos and i edit videos i'm like all in so yeah. when you're doing something that you love then you i do procrastinate less because procrastination is something that most people handle with like okay now i'm gonna write this uh, article yeah. and then after 10 minutes Oh my God! I, I need a text or you know a phone okay. call and all of that shit. <laughs> and most yeah. people fall into that. So, from your perspective, because you're written a lot of articles and books, how can you demand from yourself not to procrastinate and still like okay? I because you can't be state for so long. At some point, you your mind will like fly away. Totally. Um. So again, one of these things. Maybe I'm just lucky and that. Uh, if I'm being August, uh, honest, I don't struggle much with that. Um, it helps that I genuinely don't enjoy social media. I genuinely don't enjoy watching YouTube videos, unless it's educational. Like that's, I'll watch my YouTube uh, video like consumption is more or less, uh, you know, political, like world affairs, what's going on in the world. That's maybe 10 or 15 minutes every other day. Um, there are a few people I like to follow just to kind of keep up with what's going on. And a couple of websites like Drudge Report, I like to check. And so I do like to be semi-informed with in, in what's going on in my country and whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then educational stuff. Uh, so, you know, like right now I'm too, I'm kind of going through um, Professor Jordan Peterson's stuff. Um, and he's a, he's a professor in Canada that was getting all kinds of shit because he refused, he's very much against a lot of the political correct, you know, social justice warrior shit that's going around. Mm -hmm. And but super smart and uh, I find his content very interesting. And some of it is actually about like, what I'm going through might be relevant to this new book that I'm, uh, I've started on. And so I'm also kind of going through stuff, looking for ideas that I can swipe or that can inspire me in different ways um, for the, for this new book. So I, um, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't really feel drawn to. I don't watch TV. I don't play video games. And one of the reasons, though, why I don't do any of this is not because I've always been like this. When I was younger, um, you know, I was, I always had this element of my person to my personality, I guess. But there was a time like before I was even uh, doing any work after I had gotten out of school, and. Um, you know, my, my dad is a successful entrepreneur. He's built up and sold a couple companies and he has another one now. And so, you know, I didn't, I didn't have to, I mean, eventually I'd have to do something with my life, but it mm -hmm. wasn't like at 18, like, yo, get out. We can't support you or any kind of anything like that. So I, I know what it's like to kind of just live, um, 
no uh, purpose. Log, log, yeah, I mean, and, and just kind of like, I mean, my wife's from Germany, and we, we've been, we were dating, you know, since, uh, we've been together since I was like 17, 18. Oh, wow. Um, so, so at that time, you know, I would go over, I would go and visit over in Europe, and we'd go around and have fun, and it didn't bother me. Like, I, and I still, I remember thinking about it then, like, I don't have, I don't, I don't, like, I can't do this forever. I mean, I'm not just going to be like one of those kids. And I know some people like that now that are my age and still haven't done shit because their family has a lot of money and they just, you know, they got lost in yeah, random, just being random basically. So, but at the time I was like, I'm going to do this for a bit and I'm just going to enjoy it. And then I'm going to have to get my shit together and find what I do. Uh, I don't, this, this can't be my life, but I'm going to enjoy it while, while I have it. So, um, now though, like, I, it's for me it's very much I I like um, so I stay away from stuff that is uh, that can become I mean I, I don't I would say addictive but you know I don't really mean that so much in a physiological sense because I think a lot of people throw around that term as an excuse when it's really like mental weakness honestly is like yeah some things you don't really like I don't really like to do but I go and do it it's yeah and so you know I don't just do sure. it like Nike says <laughs> I'm not gonna necessarily turn to something that just gives me a hit of dopamine because I'm struggling on an article and I'm trying to figure out the best way to to say something so my, my I've kind of I guess in, ingrained a habit pattern which is just stick to it and get it done and don't you know just go oh well this is too difficult I'm gonna go over here and do that but you know there's a quote from um, I, is from it was just something that stuck in my head from from John Rockefeller right something that he had said he was a teetotaler so he didn't drink at all and he had remarked that the reason why uh, he had he never you know became an alcoholic is because he never took the first drink mm -hmm. and I think there's something to that and again nice. I recognize I don't I'm I, maybe I, I don't know how I come across when I'm talking like this, but I actually I don't think that I'm like some superhuman or I'm not very ego, egotistical, narcissistic kind of person. Um, and quite to the contrary, where I look at myself as really kind of just as susceptible uh, as anyone else to the environment that's around me and to the different stimuli that's around me. And you know, it's I think it's unfortunate that we have you know a lot of the smartest people in the world are not working on inventing things that are going to you know bring us into the new era of enlightenment of and, and, and new era of prosperity they're figuring out how to get us to fucking click more facebook ads and how to get, you know more addicted to netflix i mean if you've ever read about the amount of what what netflix does with their data and their analysis and it's it's impressive if anybody listening hasn't uh, checked it out you should check it out because uh, they it's just an example of very smart people that their entire job is to essentially get you more addicted to Netflix and they're very good at it and it's very personalized and they track everything you do on the app and they're very very good at teasing out patterns and then testing hypotheses on how to get you to just consume more consume more so I look at myself as just susceptible as anyone else to that so I just kind of don't go there basically um, and it doesn't mean that I can't ever watch TV or whatever but you know I know that if I were to if I were to change my behaviors and and change my my um, I guess my principles on on that underlie how I behave, I could end up just like you're saying. I could end up to be that person where I can't even write an article because you know I, I try to, anytime I run into any sort of floor difficulty, I'm off on my phone so I can you know check my DMs on Instagram and and just feel good for a second. 
Um, so I think, again, it's very much learned behavior, in my opinion. I don't think that my brain is just different than, than some other people's or whatever. Maybe, maybe if we're looking at it brain-wise, there can be neurochemical things. But again, I still think it's like it's something you, is, is what I believe. I believe uh, that the highest achievers, people that are doing really good in the world, are great leaders. Consider yourself as a, as a good leader to the world. That's funny. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's not funny. It's a good question. Um, it's just funny that up because I've discussed this recently with some of my people. So, you know, some in some ways, yes, I, I would say uh, I set a good example for everyone that works with me and that I'm not the person that leads from the back. Like I'm very much the guy that's on the front lines doing mm -hmm. the work and, you know, put in long hours and show that I'm just as invested as anybody else when a lot of my position would not be like that. I mean, I if I if I wanted to, I could work very little, and have more money. I even know what to do with honestly. So, uh, but that's not that's just not me. That's not my personality. So I get myself into more stuff. I build an app. I yeah. start a, you know, I just it's because <laughs> I, I it's because you're always angry and you want to seek for more answers and you want to really uh, bring as much value as to the world and to others and you're not just looking at yourself as a me 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 me. You you're trying to always be be more. And uh, this is why uh, the the highest achievers like Tony Robbins, all these great ones that you hear about. Uh, are really successful because they never uh, look at just at themselves. They're trying to be uh, really great leaders to the world and try to really um, make others succe successful uh, as well, not just themselves. Yeah, totally. And so that that's definitely part of it. And I think that that's a big part of uh, being a good leader. And there are other, I mean, it's an area that I've studied a fair amount in and uh, some I thought I feel like that element comes very uh, easy to me just because again, that's kind of my body. But more importantly, it's there was a point, this is probably worth saying, um, I thought it was pretty well explained in the book, uh, Seven Habits of Effective People, mm -hmm. I think, right, Seven Habits of Effective People, um, by Stephen Covey, which is, uh, on the whole, it's a tough book to read because he's a really over-intellectualized, uh, and it's very dry, and it's very, um, and you have to kind of just, you know, draw, it's, it's, it's work to get through, but there are some real, uh, I think insightful uh, nuggets of wisdom in there and one of the things that has stuck with me uh, that resonated with me is to I'm more interested at, at least at this point in my life I'm more interested in being a certain type of person uh, and living my living according to certain principles and values that I truly feel that I feel strongly about as opposed to what I'm doing and what I have from that so like you know, I, I like, um, for example, I would say personally a value is diligence, is hard work, is being productive and always feeling like I'm giving something to other people. Um, and I feel that's very important uh, just to me. So then because of the um, the importance that I place on that, the, that I, the fact that I work a lot follows naturally, right? Because that's, that's the manifestation. If I didn't think that was very important, then I wouldn't work. And maybe, maybe I would have, let's say, instead of that, 
I thought it was more about um, just pleasing myself. I just feel good. I just wanted a life that is yes. just, quote unquote, being happy and mm-hmm. feeling good. And I just want pleasure. I wouldn't, you know, sure, I could find more pleasurable things. If we talk about in the, in a, in a neurochemical sense, sure, I could go find, I could go have sex. There's more pleasurable. I could just do that. I could just mm-hmm. be a person that like sleeps in and just has sex with my wife and just eats food. And that would be more physically pleasurable. But, you know, again, I've chosen, I believe that I want to be the type of person that use satisfaction and fulfillment over. Yeah, yes, you yes. Know what I mean? Yes, and, and it is exactly, exactly like uh, recently I've been in Tony Robbins' date with Destiny. And okay. uh, he said, like, there are two things you need to master in your life. You need to master the, uh, the science of achievement and the heart of fulfillment. And most people just focus on the... Uh, on the science of achievement and because what fulfills me won't fulfill you and uh, every person is different and no matter how many or how much you you achieve in your life as long as you don't feel fulfilled then you're screwed totally and that's very true I mean money is um, I, I, I very much believe that it it, it is something uh, it has diminishing returns so um, you know, there's research out there. I think that for most people, that point is about eighty to a hundred thousand dollars a year here in the Western world. Um, and and uh, you you can comfortably you can live comfortably. You can pay your bills. You can save a bit of money. Money, more money, does not just correlate with like it. It, it affects the um, your, your level of happiness very very greatly up until that point with financial security or at least some you know level of comfort and then from there the correlation just basically disappears and um you know i that's 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 very much in my experience and so to that point yeah especially if someone's achievement idea of achievement is just things it's just having things that is a it, it it's something that it's kind of this carrot that's dangled in front of you that you can never really you think you get it and then you try to eat it and you find out it's like a picture of a carrot yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean it's or maybe the metaphor is metaphor it's like you know the trying to quench your thirst with a picture of water kind of thing um and and it just it just never and i have experienced that a few times where um i th- i would have thought at a certain level not just of income but like of lifestyle and having a certain type of house or driving a certain type of car or whatever, or being, having the money to just buy certain types of things, I would have thought that it would have been a little bit more satisfying and it turns out it's, it just doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, it just, it just doesn't really matter that much. Uh, so, um, so back to what I was saying before is, um, so, you know, I, I have, I, I like from, from Covey's book from seven, from seven habits, uh, that idea of really focusing on who, um, and then what, what kind of, as opposed to the things that you're going to do, because that makes you more flexible and versatile. Like I, for example, I personally really value diligence, right? Working hard. I think that that's something that I can say I'm proud of in myself. That's something I like that I am someone that works hard and can work hard and I do it. Um, so the type of work that I'm doing then isn't so important to me. I just like that I am manifesting this 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 value or this this virtue something I can look back I look on and it and it me with a lot more joy than looking at my bank account or looking at my car or something like that yes. you know what I mean um, and and so so from there then I think the things that you that you have from you know being that type of person it follows naturally so you know I've um, 
something when I'm when I'm at says I continue to read. I'm I'm more interested in the being be, becoming the type of person that I want to be. So if I'm looking at you know people that that I would really admire, even in history, people like you know I read recently a biography. Uh, John Rockefeller was an interesting dude. I, there's in in business he merc merciless, and uh, he was I mean he was he was an interesting person. I wouldn't say I did really much admire. I admire some things about him, but someone like I read before that biography on Teddy really admire him. So, um, but if I'm looking at I want to be the type of person that you know have that kind of level of success. I think is is a more fundamental and more kind of question to look at. What is it really? What is it? What does it really take to be that kind of person? And I think as opposed to looking at just little tactics of like, oh, well, and if you look at it, let's bring it down to like something like building a business. And so a lot of people that are trying to achieve more financial success or build a business are more focused in on what can I do? What are the tactics? What are the what's the playbook? What yes. are the what give me the give me the give me the I mean, in in the worst case it's like give me the magic bullet but even if people are have gotten beyond that and they just want to know like give me the to-do list that i just need to do mm -hmm. there are so many variables that that go into uh just achieving financial success uh and there are so many things that need to go right and need to not go wrong and you have to make so many decisions along the way that if you were to make the wrong decision things would have went went different direction that it's hard to i, I just don't I, I think it's a safer place to start to first ask the question, all right, how does a successful business person like live? I want to know really what is the, or not even live, but uh, what is the, I want to really get inside that person's head and understand how they tick. And I want to know like, what is it, what does it really take to be that kind of person? And I think if you start there, and that means, again, and the reason why I like that for myself in terms of mental modeling, is it forces me to question a lot of my assumptions about uh, myself, about how I should live, about, again, the world around me, my interactions with people. And if I'm willing to throw away ideas, which, again, like I've kind of maybe just in, um, trained myself or disciplined myself to be willing to admit when I'm wrong and almost consider like, again, it's kind of, uh, almost self-loathing, but I, I think about it differently in that, like, I consider, I am more interested in all the things I don't know and reminding myself how little I know yes. and how, how everything that I believe to be valuable and true could probably be improved in one way or another. Like there are very few things, uh, that I think, are going to remain unchanged and I think that would be a bad sign five years from now I still kind of if I still think about the world generally and I think about myself in the in the really more or less the same way as I do now and I still have the same values and the same virtues and it really I haven't built on it at all then I mean I've that just means stagnation and I believe things stay exactly just means I've gotten worse it probably means I've regressed so um, you know I like to look again at the type of person that I want to be and I believe with that in place and you really start questioning your your very I guess um, the basic again basic ideas and, and really the the story coming back to that concept that you tell yourself about yourself and why you can do this or why you can't do that or uh, you know why what you're doing right now is the right thing if you break down every area of life and everything that you do and everything that you think about why you do a people 
they tend to just stay rigid in that because they don't want to admit they're wrong. They don't want to admit that there are things they don't know. And I'm, again, programmed the same way. I've just maybe been good at forcing myself out of that comfort zone and being willing to kind of question anything. I, I, I try to be that way. At least I know I'm not perfect. So there are definitely blind spots where someone else that knows me could probably point out like uh dude what about this whole area like i don't think you've really figured this out and so I know if we look like uh, at your uh, personal area you you're married you have kids how can you still like okay i need to write books i i just published an app and i still manage everything if you enjoyed and still this interview uh, or any other one from kid, the mind body podcast Feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share this podcast on Instagram by tagging the Mind Body Podcast. You see yourself as a workaholic? Do you want to be part of the Mind Body Podcast? So remember the fast factor. The fast like factor they, stands for they hear maybe one, how I, my Facebook. Or something, how Become I a like part of the MindBody Podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook the MindBody Podcast I would say that like my... Act. Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or uh, I don't feel Three. like that. And I've thought subscribe. about it. Like, is that what I'm don't ma- avoiding other areas of my life because I'm, you know, just don't want to face them, basically. Or if you're I'm, visual I like me, then just search the MindBody Podcast which helps on YouTube. Make money, like marketing and, and number four, um, train and it others. doesn't feel that way. Just it like I always said, leaders create leaders. And you're all here to grow together. And by training others, you're training yourself. So this is the fast Like I don't like being Remember it. You know what I mean? Facebook, I just don't. I don't. Act, My idea of hanging out with friends is not and sitting around and fucking watching YouTube oh, videos. And like, please I would, feel free to I, I just don't what enjoy will engage it. So, um, all your if, I'm, if I'm doing and something, the if I'm spending visual, my time doing auditory, something that feels like I haven't clarified which, why when you I'm use all this, what, combined, how is this, you remember why is this much valuable? Um, For more again, information about my coaching, public speaking, and taking your mind and body to all new levels, check my site. at lidodayan.com till then never ever forget to smile see you soon but if this is what your wife wants she wants to watch it Her dad uh, is also uh, a successful, very successful entrepreneur. So she kind of grew up in that environment. Uh, you know, she had seen it already firsthand growing up. And so that was an area that I, I really, yeah, I really do need to improve. It's true. Um, and it's not that I don't love her or it's just, I, I, I would tend to like, um, really, I would say maybe overcommit on work and be like, let's build this app. It's not just building an app; it's really a whole new business. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's let's. And there's so many balls, right? So almost like take another one, take another one, take another one. Um, because I guess I find that kind of fun and I find it challenging. But you know, then I yeah, I had to step back and look at like, okay, where is this kind of going? Like I was even saying earlier, where is this where is this going in the long run, in the long term? You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. 
this is gonna I'm gonna hit that rock bottom in terms of in terms of a relationship and a marriage if I don't change things now like here's a warning sign I listen to it or I can tell or I can lie to myself or I can tell myself a story that like I mean, I could come up with a bunch of, I mean, I could, it could be financial, yeah. uh, it, you know, whatever. I, I I could delude myself or just ignore it altogether and, and just use the old standby of it's not going to happen to me, which is what, like, the equivalent of my, like, what a nine-year-old would tell themselves um, about the, the you know, train that is, like, in the horizon. They're, they're tied down on the track, and they're like, yeah, well, it's not going to hit me. I mean, I look at it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, so it's funny you bring that up because what I did based them is I've kind of reworked my, um, my schedule where I'm going to bed. Like my wife is uh, pregnant right now. So we have a, I have a son and then I have a daughter on the way, which also I was like, okay, I need to, I'm going to be needed more as well. We're going to have two, even though we're going to have some help and stuff. Like I need, I really should just sort this out now. So, so what I did is I kind of reorganized my schedule to where she has to go to bed kind of early anyway. Um, just she gets tired and and uh, you know usually stay up and work a bit or if I was you know if I'm gonna watch any sort of YouTube stuff I would do it later in the day when it's a bit harder especially with with you know work that requires energy after I've eaten and it's you know I've been up for 15 hours or whatever it, it is harder to do so that's when I would be like okay now I'll, I'll something I'll watch an educational I'll watch something on YouTube I'll go what's going on today just mm-hmm. you know whatever so so I kind of work rework my schedule where I'm gonna be going to bed earlier I mean I'm already doing it so now I'm going to bed at 10 and that's also something I decided is I need to get a little bit more sleep I was kind of riding on maybe half uh, hours per night last year um, and the, the year before that I was my my normal good is like six six and a half um, but I thought maybe I can cut that down and buy myself a little bit more time to work. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so I did it, but it, it just didn't, I actually noticed in my training, it was kind of up with me or my workouts just got, by the end of the year, I was surprised at how much harder, like it was really hard to make progress and it was, it was hard every, every, it just, it just didn't work. So there was a time that you, like, uh, when this was like, oh, it's super, like everything is going on. Like you started to have like, oh my God, I can't end a lot of this. I, I'm so much stressful. Uh-huh. So how did you handle this stress? Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll get to that one second. I'll just tell you just to finish. So in case anyone's curious, because they're going to run into this stuff. I mean, it's a good, <laughs> good question with the relationship. So basically, I just kind of reworked it now. So I get up at five, which lets me get it allows me to get an early start. So basically, I can have more or less all of my work done by the time I get home, which now it gives me an hour or two hours to spend with my wife, really spend good time with her, though, and not be on my phone answering emails and shit. <laughs> uh, and, and you know what I mean? Like and, and spend some and, and make sure I'm spending time. And then we also we've always done stuff like every Saturday stuff. So for me, it was more just kind of like stepping back and again, really kind of questioning instead of just being ref- like, you know, um, reactive in 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 justifying why what i'm doing is okay let me let me step back and take a real look at this and and ask myself if that's the future that i have do i want to be in that position where you know yeah multi multi-millionaire type person that didn't really that maybe even is divorced or if not divorced is just relationship anymore and where my son is like oh yeah my dad he's a great guy i mean look at all of this stuff yeah, so it all comes to really your internal question that you ask yourself so if you ask yourself a quality question you will always find the better yes. answer yes and i and i very much believe in that that it's uh for um before going looking for information or, or trying to even uh, look for a how or, or whatever is, is asking I think asking the right questions is very powerful 
um, is more powerful than necess- than being good at just finding information because um, there's endless information, but you have to use you know insightful and incisive questions to point really kind of I think focus you in the right direction and go mm-hmm. what is the information that's really going to help me here so so yeah so that that's kind of solution with that and and my wife's super happy about it and hey it looks you know <laughs> it works what do you know um, so. <laughs> And that's and that's and that's cool. And um, and again, it it's it, it took you know where I definitely pushed the envelope too far in that direction, um, which you kind of have to do. I mean, there is something to be said for if you're going to build a, a successful business, it's going to take a lot of your time, and your life is going to get unbalanced in the process. Um, and you can just you can decide where you want that to be. For me, again, I don't really watch TV right now. I have very much in the way of personal hobbies. I mean, and I don't spend time with friends much, and I'm okay with that. Uh, that's so that's an imbalance that I'm willing to. I'm I'm aware of it, and I just am like it's a time thing, and I'm doing what I'm doing right with. I have a purpose, and I have a vision of, and in the future. I may change that. I may, you yes. know, take up a, a, a hobby that takes up a certain period of time, and I may then be more open to uh, a social life. In but right now, it just doesn't really fit my picture. Um, but I, if I looked at it honestly, I'm not willing to to to, you know, let my. I mean, a relationship is also kind of a very different thing. Friends. I mean, my I work with my friends, so they understand. Um, and hobbies. It's not like I have. A promise to the Lord of Hobbies that I'm not keeping, and he's gonna be upset with me. Like at what, whatever. It's different with a, with a marriage and with kids and stuff. So that's been um, that's kind of how I kind of looked at it and was said, okay, I need to bring this back in balance. I'm fine leaving these other things off the side of the road in the ditch, and I may bring them back. Like uh, you know, I could see hobbies taking up learning uh, another language and playing an instrument that I like, like learning to play the piano. Hobbies that I'm interested in. Probably not going to do that right now, but later this year I may allot five a week to something, you know, that kind of approach. So, um, so about so, the stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd say it's very natural. Like everybody feels it. There's no, uh, there's, there's no. I don't think there's any avoiding it. Honestly, the only way to avoid it is to not do things, and that's not really an option for a, a <laughs> lot of us that want to do things. <laughs> yeah. So like, I think like, again. Um, and if you look at it that way, and this is something I actually kind of, this is how I thought about it myself, is I, again, have to look at what do I really want and what kind of person do I want to be and what's going with that. Now, if, if my answer was I want tranquility, I want physical, I want Kurt, I want no stress, then I'm doing all of this. Like I, the, the answer to that, if that's what you want in life, do less. My best advice, truly what you want, do not get into business for yourself in the way that like, don't try to do what keep your keep your your do low because mm-hmm. if when when you start diving into things really and and if you want to you know if you have that overachiever kind of streak in you then you're eventually going to reach that point where you're like you start to you're you're just treading water and you know it's coming but it's you can barely you're like trying to keep your nose above <laughs> just to breathe and you're like holy fuck am i gonna make it kind of thing mm-hmm. um and and so it's very natural uh what has helped me a lot is um learning to be a better executive which is um learning to 
uh, prioritize uh, work. So really look at what things need to be done, what things don't need to be done, what fires. I think that there's something to be said for the uh, metaphor of when you're building a business, you're a firefighter in many ways, and there are some fires. You have to know which fires you can just let burn, mm-hmm. and you know which ones are really the one you need to put out. And uh, there's basically always fires to be put out. So it never is just like this, um, you know. As you can definitely build a business that's a well-oiled machine, but there's always going to be chaos. There's always going there are always going to be unexpected events that throw everything out of whack. So for me, it's been prior, learning to prioritize. A good book I recommend for that is called The One Thing, um, and and it's also been uh, building a team under me and learning to delegate work and really entrust to do a good job and helping them be able to do a good job and a lot of I think being a good executive is giving people the training that they need and the mentoring that they do a good job um, and where it can feel like uh, it can be it can be annoying the front end to do that because you're like already overwhelmed with all of the actual work that needs to get done but once you put that person in place then they're able to take a whole pile of work off your plate and so I'm going through another evolution of that in terms of I need to hire by the end of the year. There's about 15 of us now. I need to hire another 10 people probably by the end of the year. So at this point now, you know, I'm totally fine doing it. Like I already went through it initially where I was like, oh. Um, and now now at least I, 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 I'm a little bit desensitized to it. But so that's a big stop trying to do everything yourself all yeah. the time. You know what I mean? I Run. can know for because like I'm beginning my business and I'm just two years in this and I try to do everything. I edit videos, yep. I do blogs, I do podcasts, everything, yep. little, little, it's get me like overwhelmed, like, wow, I need to do this, 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 this. And you, you gotta find at some point people and it's so hard to find good quality people that can actually bring you the results that you're trying to, to, yep. to, to. And for that, you have to dive into, and again, that's an area that, uh, if you want to expand, you have to, con- there's no way around it. And mm-hmm. you don't want to, in my opinion, you don't want to try to build a team without having a good understanding of what a good team looks like and what a good, like, I mean, there's a bit, it's whatever, there's a, there's, there's quite a bit that goes into that. It's not tremendously complicated, but there, there just are different things that you need to understand that's very different than just doing the work. Um, and that's something that I, I would say I'm not, great at even coming back to your leadership question it's definitely very much for me and I'm improving um, but I'm very much more the type of person that just likes to do the work and you know if I would be more the guy like if we looked at it in perspective I would be more interested in getting as good as I can personally and being a, a special operations guy with five other people that don't need to be managed like there is sure there's a team leader but he, anyone could be the team leader and everyone just has their shit together and does exactly what they need to do they get fucking just get kicked out and that's the standard mm-hmm. I would much ra- I would much rather be in that group the army guy who has to manage tons of people under him and, and really kind of like keep them motivated and keep their discipline in and keep their shit together. That's just my personality. So I've had to kind of shift again, even like looking at myself, acknowledging that this is probably a character flaw. I mean, my dad, and it's I can contrast myself to him because this is something he's very good at. So he has a few hundred people that work for him and a guy that like everyone likes and he gets along very well with everyone and he really cares and he really brings out the best in people. Um, and I wouldn't say that 
that I'm I don't do that, but I just don't have it. Has it? He just has that X factor that you know has allowed him to become a very good salesperson initially, and then he has built up sales organizations. Um, so it's something that I have to learn. And who but, was your role model? Like uh, we always have like role models. Like who has been your role model since you've been a kid? Your it looks like uh, your father is something that you you really look up to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely um, admired a lot about my dad, and um, especially, and I appreciate it even more now that I'm a uh, grown up because I look back at now. You know, I'm now raising a kid myself, and you just don't know as a kid really what your parents are going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not necessarily together in terms of relationship, but you know, just in turn, like you don't, you don't. All all you know is that like there's always food on the table, and mm-hmm. you always you get to go to school, and you get to have fun, and you always always money for like you know field trips and all that stuff. So um, I appreciate even more of what he has now, even from just that perspective of of what he, the sacrifices that he made personally, so I could you know grow up the way that. I, and we actually it's not that I even he he really made money when I was a teenager so initially I mean he had to start from started from nothing and um, so I, pre- I appreciate a lot of that side of what he's done but then also his personality I now can appreciate a lot more about it so so I'd say yes um, my dad for sure and and you know otherwise um, it's it's interesting I would say that like I've taken bits and pieces of things mainly from from studying honestly and like picked up a lot of things from a lot of different places that you know were a lot of individuals who I could say on the whole maybe I, I didn't I wouldn't want to trade places or I wouldn't want to completely replace my personality with that person's but I there's something like there's this part I really like that oh this person you could see really had the value or had this trait and I really admire that you know you can take someone like Benjamin Franklin um, and he had not only very industrious but he also was uh, very likable and gregarious and outgoing and he, and uh, so I my myself would like to be more like that you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I can read a biography on Benjamin Franklin and be like oh, I really admire that it's something that um, I wouldn't say that I'm bad at but I don't again like I feel like I don't necessarily have that natural kind of charisma that to the level have that I would think it would be cool if I I don't know I just think it's an admirable and when it's actually genuine you know what I mean so otherwise I wouldn't say there's like any individual that was like this is the person maybe I'm also just kind of a little bit I don't think anyone's perfect and uh, you know I, I I'm, I'm more so in my admiration where I could take someone like Elon Musk and I really admire mm-hmm. um, his ability to work I really admire how intelligent he is um, I really admire his vision and that he wants to work toward That he's doing what he's doing instead of creating fucking new bombs and new ways for us to destroy ourselves you yes. know what I mean um, and so I really admire that now on it what I want his marriage situated like his you know um, love life mm-hmm. you know uh, and not that I hold that against him at all who am I but I'm just saying if I look at it objectively um, he that's been very rough going for him so you know that's uh, I it's I have like I guess this this fictional yeah so it's this, like you some, some having sort of abstract uh, yeah it's like having a role model in you want not just one area like okay this guy is uh, is very good at finding out uh, the other area so when we look at very successful people we always want to look like at the all cake right totally totally and, and I've known 
and I, I've known a lot of very successful people just just growing up and stuff and like that and it's 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 actually refreshing to see that uh, you know people they they struggle with a lot of the same problems that everybody struggles with um, they just uh, deal with them a bit differently mm -hmm. um, and you know some we all have areas that were stronger others uh, and you know uh, I have definitely seen that a lot of people though that are successful are they try they have a certain level of self-awareness and um, they, they try to actively make up for where they're weak and you know what I mean they're like really trying to improve themselves and they know that you know again it's not necessarily easy but they're they're willing to put in the work there as well not just what they're good at which in a lot of cases is just working and making you know some people they just have always had a knack for making money and that's fine but again you know having a bunch of money is uh, is is not in the end is it's just not very fulfilling so you're gonna have to be able to you have to be good at more than just making money I think to like get to a point and look back on your life and be like I think I made more good decisions than bad decisions, you know? Yeah, it's like you have the, the higher the mission, the vision, the more you're going to, to be in the world. So last will be, what is the legacy Mike would like to live long after you will no longer be among us? Um, you know, in the immediate, so I say like in the health and fitness space and what I'm doing there, I would like to um, really have with MFL be like the premier source of education and uh, for for people I'd, I would say if I dial it down to like I would like to have helped millions of people get into really good shape and really because it because it means a lot more than just like looking good in the mirror mm -hmm. if you go from very out of shape to you know very in shape your life inevitably changes in many other ways um, and and so that I think is just cool and I think that you know, there's a forget who, but like service is the is the rent that we pay to kind of live on this earth. So I'll feel that I'll have paid eventually if mm -hmm. I can if I can say that I've done that, um, and and contribute back to society uh, in a way that matters. Um, and and that's really ultimately I'd say what it comes down to on that. How I get there, that's more just the mechanics: writing books, creating articles, doing podcasts, videos, courses, mm -hmm. blah blah blah. All just kind of ultimately what it what it does. All those things, if if they were a conveyor belt. What comes out at the end finally is a transformed person, at least physically, at least to some degree, uh, mentally and emotionally, and so forth. Um, so, 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 yeah. There's, there's, there's that. And then, you know, in terms of Legion and, and the supplement side of things, I mean, honestly, I would say it's, it's more or less the same. So, uh, I try to look at what I'm doing as an ecosystem. So, I'm trying to add things that ultimately contribute to that final thing that I want to produce, which is. You know, a happy, healthy person um, that that really has has changed for the better, uh, and so Legion is a way to do that, um, which is why we're very big on customer service and customer experience, and not just selling pills and powders, but really helping people like, get into great shape. Um, and that's one way. And supplements can help. Obviously, they're not necessary. The right ones can help, though. And but it also is a great way to bring people into the ecosystem that really find us otherwise maybe they don't really read books so they would never read my book uh, and they would never find me that way maybe they don't really um, even read articles much though so, but you know they do like pre-workout so they bought my pre-workout and then you know through being introduced to our brand and so forth um, they learn that like oh there's more to this what is all this and then now you know again now they're on that conveyor belt kind of thing mm -hmm. the app thing the app is a great I, I just recently like a, a month something like that 
a very good simple app it really shows you how to use it correctly you really like what about all the uh, the problems that, that the customers have and uh, how you can uh, bring in uh, the answer as simple as possible so i use it, I use it with uh, clients of mine and it's a great app that that's awesome that's great feedback thank you and i mean if you like it now just wait, wait a few months like we're we're they're doing some bug fixes and stuff and in months, mm -hmm. um it's gonna be it's gonna be it's shine and by the end of the year it's gonna be amazing like I have a lot of really cool stuff planned for it and stuff like what you're talking about where um, really trying to trying to stuff it full of features and functionalities mm -hmm. just for the sake of having features and functionalities but really serving a, a either problem or adding a real benefit that uh, you can't get from just using a notepad app or just using a Google spreadsheet mm -hmm. um, that that's kind of like that's the, the touchstone I always come back to basically so but, but that's why I do the app and bring people in that's why I'm doing this new book so ultimately that's really the legacy that I'd like to leave and um, I would say I also am very interested in, in um, storytelling and, and my initial interest in and I could see myself later in life really diving into that as well and writing novels is really what I'd be most interested in um, and that would be a whole nother game but uh, for now this is this is this is it. This is this is it. I mean, I'm working on a fiction project really as a side. That's my hobby, I guess you could say. A handful of hours per week. It's kind of like I fit it in. I don't make it my priority at all. Um, so, yeah, there's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you heard it from the best, Mike Matthews. Thank you very much, man. I really appreciate you gave me so much time here and for the audience. Uh, and I would love to share it. So t thanks again, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hope everyone has found it helpful and hopefully I'm not just bloviating or, or I don't come across as like a narcissistic kind of self-absorbed. You know, this is this is a new type because, you know, up until now, it's mainly just health and fitness stuff. And that's yeah. it's very it's very objective. There's not much to it's just kind of like, here's what the science shows. Yeah, yeah. You it's like regular stuff like, yeah, OK, everybody talks about the same stuff like I have to yeah. go a little bit deeper. So yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. I mean, it's also something I'm even doing with my own podcast is yeah. I'm start bringing in more people. Uh, to talk about a bit more than just the fundamentals and even now you know coming up with topics of discussion with with more health and fitness people I want to do the same thing like we don't know the, the fit I try to look at like our community doesn't need another video on how to count macros we just mm -hmm. don't need it you know what I mean? we don't need another video on how to reverse diet you know okay so thanks again really appreciate your time yeah my pleasure thanks again for having me feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes Spotify SoundCloud and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share this podcast on Instagram by tagging the Mind Body Podcast. Do you want to be a part of the Mind Body Podcast? So remember the fast factor. The fast factor stands for one Facebook. Become a part of the Mind Body Podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook the Mind Body Podcast community. Number two, act. Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or interview. Three, subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you're visual like me, then just search the Mind Body Podcast on YouTube.
And number four, train others. Cause just like I always says, leaders create leaders and you're all here to grow together. And by training others, you're training yourself. So this is the fast factor. Remember it, Facebook, act, subscribe and train others. Oh, and please feel free to leave a review which will engage all your VAC senses. And the VAC senses stands for visual, auditory and kinesthetic, which when you use all the three combined, you remember stuff much better. For more information about my coaching, public speaking and taking your mind and body to all new levels, check my site at lidodayan.com. Till then, never, ever, Forget to smile. See you soon.